I love Thanksgiving. And this Canadian Thanksgiving, I'll be nourishing myself with sweet, sweet Blue Jays tears. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yeah, that hit even better than last night's show. It is Saturday, October 8th, 2022. One of the greatest days of Mariners history. This is Titan Gonzalez and Colby Patnode for the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you so much for making us. Indeed, indeed. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube, or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon. The link, as well as our social accounts, is in the description below. That's right. U-S-A. 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 <laughs> yes. But really, and go Mariners. But but yes, Goms, Goms, however you want to, however you want to pronounce it, whatever. I, I'm not, you know, I'm not here to judge. I'm, yeah, G-O-M's, sure. We'll go with that as well. I, I'm not one to judge. Uh, so the Mariners uh, played a little baseball game tonight. Uh, at one point, they were down 8-1, to one, and it was like, okay, yeah, this is, uh, we're probably going to play on Sunday. All right, you know, what, whatever, you know, uh, Blue Jays are a good team. Uh, but the the Mariners end up uh, completing one of the greatest comebacks in uh, playoff history in Major League Baseball. The Mariners introduced the entire world to chaos ball tonight as they defeat the Blue Jays ten to nine and uh, leave that rocking Rogers Center. Which, by the way, I I was very surprised the energy that ended up coming out of that building after the way that the stands were looking about 20 minutes before first pitch. It was empty. It was like really, really empty 20 minutes before first pitch. Tickets were going for $16 Oh, at one point. Like we were checking, which really made me upset because I paid $118 for my ticket. <laughs> like, and it was the same exact seats that I, well, not the same exact seats, but like right. the same exact section that I was sitting in for $16. So that hurt quite a bit, but yeah, they were trying to sell these tickets. And I think a lot of people did take advantage of that because the stadium did start to fill. There were still quite a few empty seats throughout the game, but the energy was just way different than it was on, on Friday. So Got to give it to them on that front. They really, like, the, the fans came out. They showed out. That was the playoff atmosphere that I was expecting uh, from from Rogers Center. So that was really cool, aside from, you know, the fact that the Mariners were down 8-1. to one And Robbie, Robbie, oh, my God. I was in my own personal hell at that point. And then uh everything just i maybe i died and went to heaven or something i don't i don't know but the the mariners somehow won that game uh colby help me fill in the blanks here from the tv broadcast because mm-hmm. again i'm beside myself right now like i i saw what happened but i didn't actually see what happened <laughs> does that make sure. sense yeah so, yeah so so help me help me out here a little bit um with robbie in particular or? or we'll talk about Robbie later because Robbie is okay. like the the bad thing that we will have to talk about at one yeah but let, let's talk about the we'll good. sandwich him in the middle section here yeah let, let's talk um, about the good so just tell me about your experience overall watching this game let's start with that yeah 
uh, incredibly frustrating. You know, it, it, Robbie went out there and he looked really good in the first inning. You're like, wow, okay. Like, yeah, Robbie's he really pumped. did. Yeah. Like, almost struck out the side. The slider was sharp. Fastball velo was 96. Like, it was like, yeah, this is good, Robbie. And then, unfortunately, the slider flattened out incredibly and, and the fastball was still okay. He located it all right. It was just the slider was just batting practice. It was, it was just spinning. It wasn't moving at all. So, uh, you know, the Blue Jays took advantage of it. And then Seawall came in, and I can't remember exactly what had happened. It was 4 nothing, I think, when Seawall came in. Uh, and I think he hit a, the wild pitch. It was the wild pitch that, that brought in a run. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm stepping away from this Mariners game for my own mental health. Um, and so I, I dipped, like I went and I watched YouTube for like, I don't know, however long it took before Cal Raleigh came to the plate and he blooped the single in the next inning to load the bases. Uh, that's when I checked back in. Uh, so, you know, it was like a 10, I don't know, 10 minute break or whatever. And, you know, by then it's like, okay, it's, it's still eight to whatever. And it's eh, probably not going to win this one, but I'll watch now just to, you know, just had to kind of step away, reset the mindset and just kind of, you know. All right, where they're going to play tomorrow. I'll just watch the rest of this. Hopefully they can get to the bullpen a little bit and maybe knock some guys out for tomorrow and, and all that stuff. Um, and then, yeah, you know, you just it just kind of slowly builds. They load the bases, and you're like, yeah, well, we've seen this story before. And then I think perhaps the momentum shifter of the game was an incredibly stupid decision by yep. Blue Jays manager John Schneider yep. to – Go to like I, I get taking out Gossman, you know, with ninety pitches, bases loaded. That's fine. I, I understand that. You, you go get a lefty to face Carlos Santana. Yeah, you want to put actually, him on the right side. Yeah, yeah, you want to switch him to his to his best side. Like, I, it's not his power side per se, but it is his best side, and it's not close. And you know, Delmore is going to come up and hit for uh, probably Kelnick too. So it's like. Why not go to a righty and keep Santana on that side, or at least let Gossman face him, and then you can just go to what's Maeza? Is that Maeza? I don't. I've never learned how to pronounce his name. So yeah, I think it's Maeza. Uh, yeah. So why go to him and flip Santana to a strong side? It doesn't make sense. Um, and then you know, uh, wild pitch. Uh, I think on the first pitch, oh, the at bat, wild pitch, and the third pitch or so, home run, and and you can kind of feel the air kind of get sucked out of the stadium. Um, you know, you're feeling pretty good. You're like, okay, they can keep it at eight. They'll have a shot. I mean, Romano, uh, Romano, Romano, right? That's how they pronounced it was Ray Mono. Um, you know, I, you know, he's coming in at some point, but you're like, you know, if you can maybe get his pitch count up, maybe he'll be less effective tomorrow. And that's kind of what you're thinking along the way. And then, uh, you know, the blue Jays score a run. And I think the blue Jays scoring that run, that insurance run might've been the difference in the game because then Schneider makes the second big mistake and he has Romano ready to go, but because he's now up four, he goes and he gets Bass who <laughs> let's just say had a rough day on the mound and on social media as he deactivated his Twitter account. You know, you're going to talk that trash. You better back it up, Anthony, but uh, Mar- he did not. Mariners, Mariners legend, Anthony mm-hmm. Bass, by the way. Yep. He did not. And then, uh, you know, they bring in Romano and, and, it's JP's blooper. I think when that landed in, uh, I think there was just a sense that like, Oh, it destroyed, it destroyed the momentum in the stadium. I, I got to tell you, cause when that happened, cause Springer gets hurt on that same play, that building went quiet. Like you could hear a pen drop in that building 
and the rest of the way from that point forward, it went quiet. You know, they cheered for for Springer as he came off the field, et cetera. That, but outside of that, the building was quiet for the rest of the night, for the most part. You know, they got, you know, when the little TV told them to cheer and whatnot, you know, they all cheered and whatever. But that was about it. Like, the just the energy was gone. It was completely sucked out of that building when that happened. And at that point, I was like, yeah, they're going to win this game. Mariners are going to win this game. Because it's just, there was no coming back from that. You blew the lead. You blew a seven-run lead. And... Right. And once they got through the top of the order in the bottom of the eighth mm-hmm. and you knew that it was going to be Teoscar, who obviously had a great game today, but it's still Teoscar Hernandez at, at the end of the day, you know, Matt Chapman, Danny Jansen, Rymel Tapia. Like when you knew, like when you saw that and obviously, the, you know, you knew it was going to either be Eric Swanson or George Kirby. It wasn't going to be Andres Munoz or, or what have you. But still, at that point, you got to feel really confident in your chances. It just felt like they were going to win that game. Right. And, you know, I, I think it uh, it was just a matter to me of was like, is is Munoz going to make a mistake? Is he going to leave something in the middle yeah. um, that can change the outcome of this game? And it turns out Munoz's control wasn't good enough to leave something in the middle today. He was he was bad. Like there's no way around it. He was bad. He threw a lot of pitches the day before. Just didn't look comfortable at all. Slider kept backing up. Worked around it. And I think once you got past uh once you got Kirk to ground out, I was thinking like, okay, this game, the Mariners are either gonna win this game in the ninth or it's going to extras. I feel pretty confident about that. So mm-hmm. um, you know, thankfully, you know, Cal Raleigh, huge double as he continues his hot hitting. And then, uh, you know, uh, as we've started calling him, Slapton America. Uh, yep. Oh, Slapton, uh, my Slapton. Slapton, that's right. He uh, he lines a double for the, you know, on the 27th anniversary of the other double the that double. we all know yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. so it, it uh, Adam Frazier, Edgar Martinez, not really the same caliber of player, but <laughs> forever linked in Mariners history now yep. uh, because that, that was the capper. And, and honestly, even when Kirby was out there, he walked Chapman and I was like, like that's not the guy you want to walk but even then i was still like yeah, they'll probably turn a double play here because that's the way this game is gone it just it mm-hmm. momentum completely shifted i think when uh schneider took out uh gossman and put in uh Meza, Meza, however you pronounce it um it just didn't make any sense why are you putting that guy on a strong side it just doesn't make sense um yeah. broadcast wise uh, i thought it was a pretty good broadcast again with the one exception that they 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 basically were trying to make it like Diego Castillo intentionally hit Whit Merrifield. Like they basically called him like a scumbag on TV. Uh, dude. And it was like, it was, it was a, a slider. slider. It was yeah. a slider. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess Merrifield was really upset about it. He was like swearing at the Mariners dugout. After yeah. They took point. Him out or yeah like I saw Yeah. I saw him. Yeah. It was it's like, just, crow up, he, st- he stared, he stared Diego down by the way. Like, Real quick, not to get it all super political or anything here, but during his at bat, there was a Moderna ad all around the uh, stadium. So I'll just leave it at that. Well, yeah, I mean, it was it was stupid. Like the, they're like, oh, if you can't pitch inside, like you don't go up by a guy's head, and it's like it was a slider that slipped out of his hand. Like, shut up. I I don't know like what you're complaining about. But other than that, broadcast is really good. Uh, Kirkshin is is such a a nerd that I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's saying these times, it's like, I'm so nervous. I'm not even rooting for a team guys. I just, I'm so <laughs> nervous. It's like, okay, Tim. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you know, on TV, it looked, it looked pretty good. Um, 
But yeah, I think for me, you know, I, I did the reset thing. And then once, once Santana came up uh, and they switched him to his right side, I was like, that's one of those things that people look back at, you know, weeks later and they're like, that was a turning point. It just felt like I didn't think he was going to get a home run or anything by that. Oh, you know, double. Just keep putting pressure on on Toronto, and and uh, you know you ended up clearing the fence, and the Mariners don't make that comeback without Santana, who by the way also just missed a home run to straightaway center field earlier from the left side. So uh, you know I'm sure we'll talk about this in in a minute here after our little break, but the bottom of the Mariners order really carried the day because the top of it one through five not that good, six mm-hmm. through nine uh, incredible, and uh, that's the reason the Mariners were able to make a comeback because it wasn't the bullpen. They didn't keep the score where it was. They were not good today. It wasn't Julio and Gino and and Mitch and and Ty just dropping bombs. That's not what happened today. The Mariners made this incredible comeback because Adam Frazier, Carlos Santana, and J.P. Crawford just carried the team. Which <laughs> weirder things have happened, but chaos ball. Uh, it's yeah, that's just plain and simple. That's chaos ball to the max right there, dude. Yeah, I mean, this was everything that the Mariners are. This embodied mm-hmm. just what the Mariners are about, how they play baseball games. And, yeah, the fact that this was on national TV, I mean, <laughs> it, it gives me giggles. Um, and I have a special hatred for the Toronto Blue Jays in my heart, so I am soaking this one up uh, more so than uh, than than usual. So I'm, I'm having a great time right now. All right, let's uh, let's talk about bet online real quick before we get into uh, the rest of our show. Uh, bet online is your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, bet online remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online is where the game starts. You're listening to the Locked On Mariners post-game show. Thank you so much for making us your first listen after the Mariners just made history. This was one of the greatest games in, in Mariners history. And, I mean, I'm There's been I'm a speaking. few of those the last few days. <laughs> There's been a few of those. There's certainly been a few of those. I think this one kind of reigns supreme. And, of course, I'm a little biased because I was there. This, sure. this, this to me, was better than the drought ender. I, I know I'm probably going to upset a lot of people, but I... I <laughs> you weren't there. It is, it is the playoffs, though. I'm just saying it is the playoffs. It's play- basically game. a playoff game, you know. It was World Series esque when Cal hit the bomb, but yeah, sure. Your wild card round win, I guess, is fine. One was against the A's. One was against an actual playoff. One was a three-two count with the bases empty, ninth (laughs) inning of a tie game. Now, to to be fair, one. Now, to be fair, one made me cry, and the other one just made me like sweat profusely. The, tonight sure. was the latter, of course. Right. The the other one, I I bawled my eyes out. So you know, whatever. All right, let's let's move on. Let's let's talk if, about the bottom of the. If order today's here. game was an elimination game, I bet it would have reduced uh produced the same result though. Yeah, I do. Like the fact I, that you knew you had Sunday in your back pocket if you needed it probably helped. Yeah, it did. It did. Yeah. No, I think if this happened on Sunday, uh, I probably still be in the the stadium uh in my seat just 
balling. Uh, yeah. Anyway. All right. Let, <laughs> enough about me. Enough about me and my my emotions watching baseball. Oh, let's. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well. Yeah. Let's talk about the bottom of the sorter. J.P. Crawford, mm-hmm. Adam Frazier, Carlos Santana. We were watching BP. And by the way, got to give a shout out to Keith, who I watched the game with at Keith T is on Twitter. Give him a follow. He was awesome tonight. We had a great time. Um, I was, you know, we were we were watching uh, BP. Mitch was destroying baseballs, which didn't translate. Uh, Gino was destroying baseballs, which didn't really translate. However, Carlos Santana was the other guy that was destroying baseballs in BP. And it was like one of these three guys, at least, is going yard tonight. Carlos Santana continues to haunt the Toronto Blue Jays as a Seattle Mariner. (laughs) I mean, look, we've said, you know, everything that we can about Carlos Santana. And he hasn't been great this year. Like, we'll still say that. I will still maintain that. But, my God, has this guy been one of the clutchest Mariners this year? And... He's helped them win some big games, and he was one of the sole reasons this team won this game tonight. Carlos Santana is a legend, dude. Like mm-hmm. this bottom of the order, the bottom of the order tonight was so impressive. Outside of the Kelnick Moore spot, like outside of that though, this the bottom of the the bottom of the Mariners lineup tonight was the best that it could possibly be. Mm-hmm. Even the the Kelnick Moore spot at least produced a sack fall a sla- uh, sack fly. And a walk, so at least he got something out Are of that Are you sure spot. you're not the drunk one tonight? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Um, but By the uh, way, by the way, I never saw that first drink of yours after the clinch. Uh, I decided to wait and see if they win the World Series. Go all out, but... Moving if, the goalposts. No, post. I'm, I'm still going to do it. No, don't worry. Light, I'm just waiting light. to see if they win the World Series, so... Don't worry. Don't worry. It'll happen. It'll happen. Um, it better but, happen on uh, the show. It better happen on the show. I don't, I don't or think CTZ. we're allowed to do that on the show. All right. So then, then CTZ. Then CTZ. CTZ live. I mean, I guess we don't re- we don't record live. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. CTZ um, live. All right. Yeah, that's in the uh, afternoon. But, all right. We'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll, yeah, we'll figure it out. Don't worry. Um, it will happen. Uh, it will be documented somehow. Um, but also, I want to give a shout out. You know, talked about how kind of bad the the top of the order was. Uh, well. Four of the top five were pretty bad today. Uh, Cal Raleigh continues to rake out of the cleanup spot yet again. Three more hits. I think he had two doubles and a, and a big single. Um, so, yeah, Cal Raleigh in the cleanup spot right now is working very, very well. Uh, and I, I think the lineup just looks better uh, the way he's in there because it's, you know, traditionally it's been four righties in a row. You throw Cal in the mix there. It's a switch hitter. Uh, big time power. You move Hanniger down a little bit. Um, so the Mariners, uh, have, you know, tweaked their lineup a little bit here. They moved Frazier up today to hit six because he had handled Gossman so well. And, uh, Frazier ended up with three hits, uh, should have had four, but Shet made a great play, uh, on a line drive. So, uh, it, it's working right now. Scott is, is pulling the strings of the lineup at least pretty well right now. Some weird bullpen decisions, but yes, t- today's game, it was, it was the cleanup guy. And then it was really the cleanup guy setting the table for the bottom of the order, which is not how it's supposed to work, but that's how it ended up working today. Uh, and the Mariners, you know, they, they scored 10 runs. So offense couldn't have been that bad. Uh, but I, I believe eight RBIs come, came from uh, six, seven, eight, nine today, eight of the 10. So we've in the buildup to the series, we talked about how daunting this blue Jays offense is. And we finally mm-hmm. saw it, you know, after you somehow shut them out yesterday. And I mean, 
somehow like Luis Castillo exists like he's incredible and he was so dominant yesterday but this is still an incredibly talented offense and they finally popped off tonight and you you outslug them the yeah. Seattle Mariners outslug the Toronto Blue Jays tonight they won a shootout with the Toronto Blue Jays tonight and like look the Blue Jays bullpen is bad as evidenced <laughs> by tonight and we had heard about that but Nevertheless, I mean, this is also the Mariners, right? Like, we've seen this offense. We've seen how streaky it can get. We've seen how quiet it can get a lot of the times. This is one of the most unexpected, improbable wins that the Mariners could possibly have, just all things considered. And given the energy in that building, for a young team with not a lot of guys who have been in this position before, George Kirby is a rookie Closing this game in a one-run game, and I don't care if it was against the bottom of the order, top of the order, it doesn't matter. In that environment, in a one-run game with the chance to clinch the Mariners' first postseason series victory in 21 years, and it just didn't matter. It didn't matter. It they he just he got it done. He got the job done. These guys got the job done. They just they don't care about the moment it's 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 almost mind-blowing like how much they or how little they care about the stakes of all of this and what i mean by that is like you know they're just not affected by the don't like obviously they care right they know what's at stake ultimately but like they just they're not affected by the height of of the moment and it's It's shocking. Like I, I legitimately thought that there were going to be issues for this team. That there were going to be some, there was going to be an error or something that was going to snowball into a bunch of other stuff. That didn't really even happen. Like even today, it was mostly just bad pitching. Mm-hmm. That was it's, the issue for the Mariners. Uh, yeah, we kept on waiting for the the younger guys to make a mistake, for Julio to miss a cutoff man, or for JP to make an errant throw or, or something like that. And it just never happened. The, the guys who actually seemed to struggle the most with the, the pressure was, was, you know, Paul Seawald and Robbie Ray. And, and I don't know if that's a pressure thing or if that's just, they didn't have it today type of thing that does happen. Well, Colby uh, pressure is only for tires. Yeah. I, I figured that was coming. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I had to, I'm sorry. Yes. But uh, no, I mean, the young guys all played, you know, really well. And, and uh, you know, the, the veterans did pitch in. It's not, I mean, obviously Adam Frazier had a huge day. Carlos Santana had a huge day. Gino had a huge day yesterday. So, um, but today, you know, it was, it was Cal and it was JP uh, and it was, you know, it was Festa and Brash and it, it wasn't the older guys today. It was the young guys. So, uh, you know, this team proved that they can win with their veterans. It proved that they can win with their young talent. Um, and, you know, it proved that it can win a slugfest. It, prove that they can absolutely dominate you and shut you down uh, with their pitching. So we'll see how this goes going into Houston. But, you know, the the whole idea that the Mariners might not be ready for the playoffs because they don't have much experience, I think that's been busted. Uh, that, that's, that's a myth that's been busted because they look totally comfortable and they didn't look like they were ever uh, the team that was pressing uh, this weekend. It was it was actually the, the home team that uh, was really kind of struggling to live up to the moment Mm -hmm. so it wasn't the greatest game for scott's service i don't want to like i don't want to spend this whole show like focusing on the negatives because again we just watched one of the greatest games in mariners history so i'm not going to spend too much time on that uh but we do need to talk about robbie ray it was it was pretty much everything we feared um and so 
you know, the Robbie chance and all that stuff. And you talked about the slider, just the slider was gone after the first inning. It just, it, he couldn't use it effectively. It was just a non-competitive pitch. Um, I was surprised that he didn't use the sinker more though. He did give up one of the home runs on the sinker, I think, uh, to, to Tay Oscar. Uh, but I was I was really surprised that we didn't see more of that because he was actually getting whiffs on that pitch in the first inning. Um, at least you know I'm going off of what the board was telling us. I don't know if it was actually registering as a as a two seamer or it was a slider that was registering as a two seamer or some reason. You know whatever. It's an old ballpark that I wouldn't put it past them to miss uh, registered pitches. Um, by the way, I have a souvenir here from the ballpark. These are one of the towels <laughs> that they're giving out. And uh, yes, indeed, next level. That is truly a next level way to lose a playoff game. My word. Uh, okay, so is Robbie a problem? Like, can Robbie make his next start against the Astros? It's a fair question. Um, thankfully, the way the schedule is set up, and it's it's not set up well, especially for the Astros, um, because you're not playing tomorrow. You will not play until Tuesday. So good news, bullpen gets an, the entire bullpen gets two reset days. That's great. Uh, it also means that you get Logan Gilbert for game one uh, against Verlander. Uh, and again, because of the off days, you also get Luis Castillo for game two uh, on an extra day's rest, actually. Uh, so that's great. Uh, and then after that, you know, it would kind of see you get another day off. So, you know, it, it's I, I think what you might end up seeing here, because of the way the schedule is laid out, I think you can have – uh, Logan Gilbert start two of these games. And I think you might actually be able to squeeze two starts out of Castillo just because there's so many off days in the first, you know, a uh, few days. So I think there's a chance Castillo could start game five. So you might only need one rotation spot. That's not Gilbert or Castillo. Um, and if that's the case, then I think what you might see is you might see Kirby and Ray kind of piggyback each other. Um, you know, it's, it's something that they haven't really tried, but it's the playoffs and anything can happen. And I still think you feel better about Ray against the Astros than you do Marco or Flexen, right? I mean, I, I think. Uh, so, and maybe the answer is Marco's the opener and, and they piggyback uh, they piggyback Kirby or something. So, yeah, it's not great. Right now you kind of only have two pitchers you feel really good about starting So uh, against a good Astros lineup. But because of the off days, again, Gilbert can definitely make two starts in this series. And Castillo, I think, can start game two and game five. I think he's got four days between those two days between those two games. So he should be able to make that start. So you only really need a game three starter. Um, and Ray didn't throw a ton of pitches. So it's it's and again the off day. So that's gonna be a possibility. Uh Kirby didn't throw, he threw 20 pitches today. He's fine. Um just kind of which one do you trust? Because Kirby was a little bit off today as well. You know, the command wasn't hundred percent where it was. It was what we've seen, and and you know. It's it's tough to say which one you trust more. So I think what you might see is you might see, um, you know, you might see Ray or Kirby get the start, go one and a half times through the lineup, and then when you start getting to that, uh, you know, the Kyle Tucker uh, area, you might you might go see Jordan Alvarez, Kyle Tucker. You might go get Robbie Ray and have him try to go two innings. Uh, I think it's also going to depend a lot on where they're at in the series. Are they up to nothing? Are they down to nothing? Is it one one? Uh, I think that's also going to be pretty telling. Uh, if they're up to nothing, they might just take that shot on Ray or Gilbert. If they're down to nothing, I think you just kind of got to bullpen it and hope that you can get to a game four where Gilbert should be ready to go. Uh, so, yeah, a lot, a lot up in the air right now. We'll talk about, like, roster construction and 
how many pitchers they carry for round two. It's a five game series now. That's not a three game series. Um, you know, hopefully <laughs> it's not a three game series unless yeah. you, know, if you want to sweep the Astros. I'm totally cool for cool with that, but doesn't seem Thir- quite likely. Thir- 13 and 0, 13 and 0. I, I'm just, I mean, why, it's, it's, it's on the table. Have, it's on the table. That, that would be preferential. No. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know we're going to talk about this on Monday. Uh, probably we're going to talk about the, the roster. We're going to try and talk about like how the off days impact the Mariners, how they impact the Astros. And again, the schedule, like for the number one seed Astros, the schedule seems to work against them because basically mm. the Mariners can throw everything they want at the Astros in games one, two, and three, because they have built in off days that just kind of reset everything for the yeah. team. So, I mean, winning this game is so massive for the Mariners because you literally won yourself an off day. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that's so. going to be such a difference maker. Mm-hmm. I'm really interested to see how, uh, the Astros, every team that's going to have a bye week because no team has really ever had a bye week ever in Major League Baseball until now with this format. Yep. How are those teams going? To... Hello, rude. We're recording a podcast here, sir. We're professionals. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So how how do those teams respond after a week or so off from playing baseball like that's that's going to be really interesting to me as well we're going to be talking about all of that you know we're taking tomorrow off i think you guys can understand that i think we all need an off day tomorrow i'm going to watch some football and chill and uh try to process everything that i just watched uh but we'll be back on monday so don't worry about that and we'll talk about everything but colby i'll leave you with this Playoff baseball is coming back to Seattle. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, it is. It's been uh, 21 years almost to the day that the Mariners will have last played their uh, their last home playoff game, but uh, that's going to end. You're going to get at least one, at least one, uh, hopefully more, but you're definitely going to get one. Uh, and, you know, we'll see what the Mariners can do against Houston. It's going to be a tough series. Uh, you're going to have to probably face Verlander twice, which means you're probably going to have to beat him at least once. Uh, and the rest of that pitching staff is, is no easy uh, task either. But Mariners playing good ball right now. Uh, they've got some momentum. They've got pretty good pitching on their own. Uh, and they've also got power. And when you can play defense, you can pitch, and you can hit home runs. You can beat the Astros in the playoffs. Just ask the, just ask the Atlanta Braves last year. So uh, mm-hmm. I, I can tell you this. Houston did not want to see Seattle. Uh, I can promise you that. Um, because really – for basically the last hundred games of the season, Houston and Seattle, pretty similar records. They were basically mm-hmm. the same team, which unfortunate for the Mariners because they can never make up any ground on Houston, but they were virtually the same team. And remember last time they played the Astros, they didn't have Mitch Haniger, which, yeah. but they didn't have Luis Castillo either. So there yeah, you true. go. Uh, yeah, these Castillo's, teams are a lot different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Both of them. So mm-hmm. I just, to me, you know, I, I'm excited to see. I'm, I'm very thankful for the off day tomorrow. Uh, I kind of got to, you know, watch uh, a Seahawks game, which are always, you know, low stress. Never, and nothing weird ever happens in Seahawks games. So, uh, especially not in New Orleans. Yeah, all places. Yeah, so, totally. Yeah. yeah, totally normal football game tomorrow. Uh, and then, uh, you know, just get ready for Monday. Uh, and then, you know, Tuesday we'll see. We do pre and post. I don't know what we're doing with that yet. Nothing to announce on that front. Uh, but I took the week off from my day job to to be here so I could do shows for you guys after 
after each of these games, except for Friday for obvious reasons or Saturday for obvious reasons. Um, I live two and a half hours away. So yeah, we'll I, see. uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes at the very least. I will be home. Now I now have to watch playoff games on TV for the rest of this run. However long it goes and Colby Colby. Mm-hmm. I, I know I was selfish, but it worked out. It for worked you. out. And I got my redemption. I got my redemption. That guy that was caught on TV after Ty, Ty France dropped a foul ball. I was caught on TV looking all sad and depressed. It was redemption for that guy tonight. It was redemption for that guy. Oh, it, uh, how sweet yes. it was. How sweet it was after hearing. Oh, that I want to give a special shout out to the woman three rows behind me telling every single Mariner that they suck. More, you suck. Ray, you suck. Raleigh, you suck. Very original. How's your night going, ma'am? How's your night going now, ma'am? Very original heckle. Uh, Mm. Yes, I see the uh, education system up there in Canada still isn't that much better than it is. I saw Here in the states. I saw people crying tonight. I saw people not of joy. I saw people throwing stuff. Makes sense. I was also like, I'm also kind of glad that this happened in the way that it did. Well, I'm glad and not glad because it was less about like, oh, the Mariners beat us or whatever. Like, we hate the Mariners. Mm-hmm. It was more like we hate the Blue Jays. John Schneider is a moron. Like that was the vibe coming out of the stadium. It wasn't like we hate the Mariners. It wasn't really that. It was like our team is stupid and and life sucks right now. They'll uh, don't worry. Uh, Next year, they'll they'll fire up the hate machine for how dare they dance on my field, which, you know, don't get shut out in game one and don't blow a seven run lead in game two. And they wouldn't have. I I don't know what to tell you. You allowed them to do it, folks. I guess that's just what next level baseball is, right? That's that's yep. next level. That's next level, folks. I guess all I would say to the Canucks up there, um, sorry about that, but uh, mm. enjoy your double-double down at uh, Timmy's, and uh, we'll see you later, boys. Let's go, boys. It's leaf season. I'm sure that'll end perfectly fine for the Toronto fans. Mm, I yeah. am sure. I am sure. Well, that's going to do it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. For Colby Patnode, I'm Titan Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. It's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z. And Colby at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen. Now make your second listen the Locked On MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, Pat and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked On MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts just like us. And with that, have yourself a beautiful baseball day. God, enjoy this one, folks. Enjoy it. I'm going to enjoy it for sure. You, You bet your bottom dollar that I will. And we'll see you on Monday. Peace.